0712. Call Rafilwe on 011 Do call me. We are talking new beginnings and stepping out into the adult world with uh, Nikki Bush. Of course, the focus or or the reason for this particular focus is uh, those long-awaited metric results that have finally come through this week. And so this morning, we're chatting with Nikki about... um, New beginnings and how you can set yourself up, prime your children um, or any young people uh, that you are able to influence and help. How you can prime them for, you know, uh, new beginnings at varsity or tertiary or post-matric and how to step out into the world of adulting. Because it can be difficult, it can be tricky um, and sometimes, yeah, the options and the freedom uh, can also be uh, very, very difficult for young people to navigate. On that note, a big, big good morning. Hello. Hi, Nikki. Good morning, Rufilway. Very important time in a, a person's life. Um, when you leave school, when you leave high school, you've got your matric certificate, good or bad, whatever the results are, ultimately you have to, you're, you're now a grown up, you're now an adult. Um, how do you help young people navigate this time, but most importantly, uh, help their parents? to think around and navigate this time as well? How should we be framing this time? Yeah, interesting question, Rufiwe. And I think, you know, there's so much pressure on these matriculants. And I think anybody who has had a matriculant who's been, you know, biting their nails, waiting for those results this past week, you're so relieved that those results are in. But now what's next is the big question. And of course, there are two camps of, families here or parents or learners there's the nailed it camp well done enjoy the moment and the result which is the combination of good attitude sufficient effort and skill and then there's the camp of they didn't nail it and those families may be spending the next few days or weeks looking for a different door for them to access their future they may be going from plan a to plan B or C, Mm -hmm. and this may not be what you or they had planned. And as a parent myself of two young men, I've actually been in both camps. I've been in both the nailed it and the didn't nail it. And regardless of where you find yourself right now, it's nerve-wracking, it's exciting, it may even be disappointing, but it's also an ending and a new beginning for everyone. So you've yeah. got to, it's a full stop. You've got to draw that, uh, you know, line across the page. Of course, there's going to be a small cohort of matriculants where you're going to push for a remark because you might just be one or two percent out from getting into the course of your choice. Yeah. I've been in that camp too, <laughs> <laughs> where there's been that, that that one, I think it was two subjects where we asked for a remark. Yeah. And it helped with one subject. It didn't help with the other subject. So it's a bit of a tricky time. Um, but as I say, it's also quite exciting because it is stepping out into that real world, a little less protected world than they've been used to. And now you have to start making some different choices of how you're going to move forward in life. And it may be that your results, even if you got six or seven distinctions, 
still doesn't get you into the course of your choice because there's a lot of competition out there in tertiary education. There are limits in some courses, like veterinary, for example, architecture, etc. They only take 25 students. Um, And so you may have to take the road less traveled. You may have to think outside of the box. You may have to start with a BSc and then get into the course of choice later on. Um, there are quotas, there's all sorts of things, you know, and you may have, have done brilliantly. So we're not just talking about kids who didn't make the grade. We're also talking about kids who did, but still can't go from A to B. They're yeah. still going to have to go from A, maybe to F, maybe to H, and then back to B again. Yeah. So uh, uh, I guess a lovely sort of lesson in how life works in general um, at a very, very early li- uh, early stage in one's life, right? Unfortunately, th- there's no sort of, there's no blueprint that uh, life follows. Uh, we make our plans and then, yeah, as people say, God laughs. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, or, or, or life... Things have changed. Yeah. Or, you know, or, mm-hmm. Years ago, you used to be able to go to school, get a bachelor's pass in the trick and go to the university of choice. It used to be that way. It's not that way anymore. And I, I'm, I'm really interested to see some of the comments coming in on my Facebook feed, Nikki Bush Speaker, because I put out a message about matric results uh, earlier this week, and mm. it's gone absolutely viral. And uh, I see here there's one from a high school teacher. I happen to know that she teaches accounting. Um, and I was talking about the nail that didn't nail at camps, et cetera, mm-hmm. and that matric results actually don't define who you are. They shouldn't define who you are or what job you will ultimately do or how successful you will be. But they do determine the very next choice that you make and the direction your first year of adult life can take. And I see that this teacher has said, so true, Nikki. As a high school teacher, I know that my colleagues and I work relentlessly to get every child their best key to open the door to the future. Some keys are platinum or gold. Some are just good old strong metal. Still opens the door. Mm-hmm. And those kids who had to meet many challenges are even strong enough to give that door a push with their shoulder. Yeah. You know, Nikki, you've just you've just opened up something so important, and I think we we might have touched on it uh, in previous conversations. And that that is, you know, the the matter of letting metric results define you. I was annoyed when I finished matric um, and I got my two distinctions. Um, everything else was okay. <laughs> but I was annoyed at the pressure that had been put on us. Um, and I was also, I also noted uh, a, a kid in the same year as me who actually failed matric and he was absolutely destroyed. He, you know, he thought it was the end of the road for him. And I remember bumping him into him um, two years later and there we were both at Wits University and um, he's, he's doing his first year, I'm doing my second year. And at that point, no one even cares that you failed the trick <laughs> to get to Wits eventually. We're all just on East Campus doing our thing, studying, going to tutorials, uh, you know, trying to do our best. And no one asks... Yeah, yeah. How did you do in a trick? No one asks yeah. or cares how many distinctions you did get or didn't get, or how many rewrites you had to do. Um, and so there's just this tension between yes, you always want to encourage children to do well, especially in that final year, 
but the pressure. So the dangers of letting that matric result define you. I imagine, you know, if you were um, a less stronger person than um, my, my friend from high school, you might give in to the feeling or the perception that um, it's over, I'm a failure, you know, I suck, mm. I'm a loser. For the rest of my life. Yeah, yeah. For the rest of my life versus, mm. um, you know, Tsepo who had a strong um, support system and he rewrote what he had to rewrite and he was off to a great start when he finally yeah. got into university. Well, I think what, what you've mentioned there is that, uh, you know, he was able to take that step back and go, so what is the next step? Mm-hmm. And it's to, to, have, to be able to, to maintain that perspective that, that all is not lost, there are still choices. And of course, attitude is the one choice that people can never take away from us. So if you do land up in, in the didn't nail it camp and you think it's the end of your life, that's also a choice. You know, we feel where I don't like the fact that um, the system that we have means that, uh, you know, your child's uh, next step is determined by one set of exams. I don't like that. I think mm. it's a, a really it's, it's, it's limiting. Rough. Yeah. It's rough. It's stressful. You know, talk about childhood being a process. We talk about education being a process. And yes, we do have to have different ways of measuring. Um, but this is just devastatingly destructive to so many people in so many ways, even to those children who do well. Um, The level of stress is just unbelievable. So we've always got to bear in mind that the trick and school per se, as we know it, is just one way of measuring a person, but not the only way. And so as kids step out, you know, whether it's to go to university or whether it is to have a constructive gap year or whether it's to do that next step of going for a rewrite, uh, doing a, a subject all over again, or maybe you're having to build your own door because not everybody is in a situation where they can go to university anyway. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, there are actually a lot of options out there that nobody talks about. And I think that it's worth mentioning those please yeah because acquiring knowledge skills and experience means you continue the learning journey never stop learning and that's how the world has changed over the years we cannot stop learning even as adults we have to still be adding things to our our cv our talent profile coloring it in to make us interesting employable people and let's not forget that micro certifications today can make the difference um, to two to candidates who are applying for the same job. They could both have a degree, but one person has done some micro certifications, has perhaps had some work experience. In fact, I heard from a matriculant recently who um, last year went and did some work at a summer school in America. And he said, they told him the reason why he got the job was because he had spent time being a counsellor at Happy Acres in Mahalisburg for a few years in a row. Oh, wow. He would spend his school holidays a couple of weeks every year being a camp counsellor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, that is something that he, he said, I never thought that, that that experience would be the thing that, that people would take note of. But he'd realised that all those, those small seeming experiences are the things that are making him different. And so that's 
challenge shows. How do you make yourself stand out from the crowd? So here are a couple of things that you can think about. Uh, if you want to start adding micro certifications or if you need to take a constructive gap year, of course, there's the TEFL English program, which will um, qualify you to teach English to foreigners. And then you can earn in dollars. And you can either do that from the comfort of South Africa or mm-hmm. you can travel around the world yep. um, and you can get jobs in places like Vietnam and China, etc., and be really, really well paid. Uh, anybody who does programming and coding is, is really giving themselves backup today. Mm-hmm. And I work with a lot of large organizations in the, in the financial, insurance, fintech industries, and they look for people who've got programming and coding experience. So you might have a BCom, which is a very general degree. But if you can actually add a bit of coding and programming, you might not be the first out the door if people start losing their jobs because you've got other skills. Of course, digital marketing is a hot topic. So yeah. social media, search engine optimization, that sort of thing is really hot right now because all businesses rely on digital for marketing themselves. If you can't afford to pay for courses. There is so much for free. Go on to places like Coursera, to Khan Academy, and some of the top teachers in the world are teaching amazing stuff. You might uh, want to do something like, I think of, I'm a business owner. What are the skills that are used in my business every day that not every child coming through matric knows what to do or how to do them? Things like, how do you how use an Excel spreadsheet? That makes you useful in an organization. You can do a free course on Google Ads, and then you can also get jobs online. Um, You know, this might not be what you envisaged for yourself, but it is a next step. And the weirdest thing is that sometimes you do short courses or you go and have experiences or, or pairing or doing summer camp. And there are summer camps here in South Africa. You don't have to go to America. Mm-hmm. To, to help in summer camps. Um, when you're exposed to things that were not part of your formal academic curriculum or that are out of the realm of your parents' life experiences, they can trigger things in you that you didn't know were there. They can trigger interests, that you can discover strengths because we actually live in a bubble, the bubble of what we know. And what we don't know is far bigger than what we do know. So if you don't land up going to university this year or to do the course of your choice this year, don't lose heart. There is lots that you can do out there, some for free, some things you may need to pay for. There's the the tech and vocational education and training colleges, TVET. The TVET colleges, just go and Google them. Um, And that might be going into hospitality, going to do something in the culinary space. Um, going to become an artisan. I mean, right now, you want to be a plumber. You want to be an electrician. Those people get paid cash for their work. Mm -hmm. And when the chips are down, people will pay uh, when the sewage isn't working. Uh, We can't say when the electricity isn't working all the time because that's (laughs) not necessarily something. Yeah, but I mean, demand demand for those types of services uh, are inelastic, right? We're not going to... Uh, decide, oh, well, my budget is tight, therefore I don't need to flush the toilet. You're always going to need a plumber (laughs) and an electrician, etc., etc. Yeah, and you know what? Somebody who's got a basic BCom 
and is a plumber knows how to run a business. So, you know, that combination is interesting. Um, So how can you make yourself an interesting person? I think that is a really good place to to start bringing this conversation to a close is that's what you've got to think about. You know, BCOMs, BSCs um, are going to be a dime a dozen. I bumped into somebody the other day, a very, very interesting young woman who has just finished mechanical engineering. But guess what? She studied studied nursing first. Mm. What an interesting... How has she combined those two? How is she making those work together? Um, I'm trying to remember. She, she got a job. Yeah. Um, she's got a job for, for, for this year. I'm trying to remember what the job is. It's escaping me right now. But it's absolutely combining yeah, those the, two, things. The, the two things. And so it is the cross-qualifications that are going to make you stand out from the crowd. And that is what our kids need to think about. We might need our kids who are studying medicine to become doctor engineers or architect, occupational therapist, mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, programming skills help you teach machines what to do. That's yeah. what we're going to have to do is teach machines what we want them to do. Yeah. Because professions are going to increasingly become automated. So your surgeon right now who's been a, or, or somebody who's going into medicine right now and wants to become a surgeon, if that child was a that's going to stand them in good stead because actually gaming, surgeons today sometimes look like a gamer because they stand behind a bank of machines. Yeah, absolutely. Nikki, we're going to have to leave it right there. I see the phone line or hear the phone line just deteriorating there and uh, the quality just going down. But uh, I think with a minute left to uh, 8.30, uh, we can just say goodbye right away. That's Nikki Bush, our human potential and parenting expert.